0: Welcome to the Wild Books Podcast. I'm Thalia Caddy, book lover, cat mom, and candle maker. After years working in the glittering West End in the theatre industry, I swapped plays for books and started Wild Books, a small business with a big heart, with a vision to enrich your life through the world of books. This is not a book review podcast. This is the start of a conversation around ideas explored in books, which will open your hearts and minds. Taking inspiration from fictional stories and a wide library of non-fiction books, we go deep into subjects that matter and that will positively impact your life. By looking through the eyes of other people with different life experiences, I challenge you to listen with openness to what you hear today. So, take a deep breath, get curious and allow yourself to be surprised. Hello and welcome to the Wild Books podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You are in for a real treat. I'm talking to Joanne from the Creative Flow Collective, and we're going to be talking all about creativity. Today's book is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, so get ready to be inspired. Here we go. We have the wonderful Joanne who is joining us to talk about the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So welcome Joanne. I have known you now for, probably about two years. Um, we've worked together within the small business world, um, but I would love for you to introduce yourself and just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are.
1: Yeah, thanks, Thalia, for having me. I'm super excited about your new project with the podcast and to be invited on as a guest. So yeah, I, my name's Joanne Griffin. My business is called the Creative Flow Collective. And I describe myself as a retail and mindset mentor for creative product-based businesses. So my big thing is helping businesses to embody their unique self, grow their sales, develop their product range and manifest the mindset shifts to create that clarity and focus that we need in business because I do really believe that mindset... And business like go hand in hand uh, specifically when you're working alone and as creatives as well so that's my big thing I work one-to-one with clients on retail mentoring I do workshops and I have a membership called the collective membership as well where I bring in yoga ma- uh, meditation embodied movement sharing circles to, with themes just to help business owners to um, move past those blocks really and uh, feel supported, inspired and have that clear direction and focus. So yeah, that's a bit about my business. But yeah, I've been in retail and e-commerce for 15 years. So I've worked at lotsonhighstreet.com, worked in lots of small business um, is as well, I've done a design degree, I've done my yoga teacher training. So yeah, this is why I've brought all the creativity, business and mindset together really.
0: Incredible. And I'm actually a member of Joanne's Collective and it is brilliant. I think what surprised me starting my business was how much mindset can have a huge impact on the day to day and kind of the the forward thinking of your business and having... Something like a you know a community and a way to look after your mindset is hugely powerful. So thank you for creating the collective. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Now get um, out of
1: your uh, mind and into your body is a big thing <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely,
0: we? absolutely. Um, and of course, you're a big dancer as well. You've like hugely leaned into your dancing uh, recently. So if you do go and follow Joanne on Instagram, you'll see lots of fun salsa dancing videos <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'm like trying to like pair with that because because um, like I said the whole like embodying your unique self like what makes you uniquely you and like the dancing is something that is very me but also sums up um how I like to work in business so I think that's why people are watching the videos so that's
0: why I've started pairing them together so thanks. Yeah it's amazing. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert so for our listeners would you mind just giving us a brief overview of the book?
1: Yeah so I love this book and I think it's so amazing because you can always just pick it up at any page and just flick to a page and get like a bit of a snippet of like inspiration and a boost of feel good as well from it as well. You can feel like really seen I feel like in this book. But I the way I would sum it up really briefly is just it's all about inspiration, creativity, but then like the fear that gets in the way of that as well. So, and Elizabeth just shares her really own unique journey with creativity and her approach on it. But I think it's so relatable to like every creative basically she'll really talk about how we get in our own way and how the mindset and the fear but then she'll also talk about creativity in this unique way as well of how it kind of like this inspiration just like floats around and ideas land on people and unless you take you know hold of them they might move on to other people so I just find it really really unique um and yeah I just I really love it so um it was like I feel like it kind of really sums up what I love to talk about in business as well. So that's why I wanted to pick it for our chat today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have had it on my list of books to read for so long. And then you said you'd like to talk about it on the podcast. So I listened to it on a drive up to Sheffield. And the whole way I was like, yes, yes, this is brilliant. Like everything that she says is, is so spot on. And I feel like it's a really, great balance of inspiration with tough love as well Mm,
1: yes yeah I was so surprised when you said you hadn't read it as well so 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 when you read it and you're like I love it I was like oh my god I'm so pleased
0: (laughs) I know thank you for that little nudge Um, and for those of you who aren't immediately aware of who Elizabeth Gilbert is she's best known for her book Eat Pray Love which is kind of a, um, a memoir about a travel memoir she calls it about her Transition from a marriage through a divorce, and to travel the world and kind of find herself. So you might have heard of her, but she's yeah, she's created this brilliant book, Big Magic, um, which is like, as I say, a really nice blend of inspiration, a bit of woo in there, um, mm. and but like tough love and and everything you need yeah. to hear as a creative. It's a good mix. <laughs> Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, So can you just tell me about when you first read this book? Like, do, do you remember when you first read it? Where were you in your life? What do you remember about that first experience of reading Gilbert's work?
1: Yeah, so I think I probably had read Eat, Pray, Love. I can't remember now if it was either like the book or the film I didn't like. There was one or the other. Actually, no, I think I liked the film and I didn't like the book. Because I remember my housemate at the time was like banging on about the book and I read it and I really didn't like it. But I really liked the film, which is like completely the opposite way around, which was very weird. But yeah, and then I don't think when I picked up this book that I realised it was like by this, it says on the front, it's by the Love author, but like I didn't quite make that connection. But I actually had to check back of when I bought this book, and I, I bought it on Amazon at the time because it was January 2016. <laughs> and I also went through my messages and I was searched big magic because so I was like, I'm sure I've probably spoke to someone about this. And I messaged it to a friend in 2017 about it. But in 2016, I would have been 31 years old. And I also bought the Year of Yes book by Shonda Rhimes as well. At the time, so that's all about saying yes to opportunities. And it was at a point where I was still at notonhighstreet dot I was literally about seven. Actually, I would have had it in my notice by that point there because I left Not on High Street in February two thousand and sixteen. So I was obviously in this point where I was like, I really want to have my own business. I really want to go for it, and I. I always leave jobs is I always just quit (laughs) and then find another one. So, and I had found another one by that point, I was going to work for a sewing pattern company, which is quite a small business. So, and that was going to be four days a week. So I could spend some time starting up my business and putting more effort into it. So I think big magic and the year of yes really probably reflected my mood at the time that I was probably getting in my own way and, really wanted to start something but not really doing it and to be honest with you even though I was starting it then and even though when I left tilling the buttons after two years I was still probably getting in my own way so I think that just goes to show that sometimes this journey is quite long to like work out like your purpose what specifically you want to do and the mindset journey but it's only when you look back like how far you can see how far you've come so yeah so I think. I just remember like reading it and like I said in the sort of intro to it, it just really resonated and I just felt like my mind was blown by like how she was talking about it. But yeah, I was very much in a transition phase then I think for sure when I read it.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so true about needing to, um, do, like the the importance of reflection and looking back and seeing Absolutely. how far you've come because We don't give ourselves enough credit in the moment and we get so stuck in the day to day. It's only when you take a step back and look, look backwards, look forwards, that you get a a wider view like that bird's eye view, which Mm -hmm. is is so valuable. I don't think we do it enough.
1: Oh, no, totally. That whole perception thing. And sometimes actually I always I think it's Walt Disney says like he used to do meetings where he would like go stand in the corner or like stand on a chair instead of just everyone sat around a table because literally getting out and changing your perception or trying to take yourself out of where you are now and like seeing like how far you've come. I think, like you said, we just don't do it enough and it's so valuable to see how far you've come because then you're like, no, I have progressed. And yes, because I think that's the thing, we always want to do more. We always want to progress in our mindset, our sales goals, whatever that is in our career. But actually you've already come so far
0: (laughs) absolutely and so one thing that really stood out to me when listening to this audiobook was this idea around money and not expecting your creativity to provide financially for you so both you and I have our own businesses and we're pretty creative in what we do we love being creative and bringing new ideas to life but you get this combination of creativity and the need to provide for yourself and create money or, or, you know, bring money into your business in order to sustain your life so that you can do what you love and and the creativity. They're kind of quite conflicting views. Um, And Elizabeth says in the book, But to yell at your creativity saying you must earn money for me is sort of like yelling at a cat. It has no idea what you're talking about and all you're doing is scaring it away Mm -hmm. because you're making really loud noises and your face looks weird when you do that, (laughs) which for me, like that spoke to me so loudly at the time that I was listening. It's just where I'm at. I've, you know, done a, a huge amount of investment in the business and I'm really looking to the future and the longevity of the business. And the ability to generate revenue is a huge part of that. So as creative business owners, we both set out to make a sustainable living through our creativity. So how does this notion challenge you? And how do you see this applying to your life? Like, what what does that mean to you? How can you reflect on it? And yeah, move forward with that that brilliant line from from the book. Yeah, and it's so
1: true. And I had actually sort of forgotten about this part. And when you said it, I was like, oh my God, yes. And I think this is so pre- prevalent, prevalent now um, because I think it's how a lot of people are feeling. And I think it's probably something that people feel a lot of the time in their business. But I think right now, because of the whole situation we're in with you know the cost of living crisis and all of that, it, it feels extra like pressure but that is there's just always scaremongering in the news as well so they're never gonna say anything happy and nice and I think my thing thing that sort of pops up with me about this as well is which is something I've talked about before on like my podcast as well is that when you especially if you create a business it often comes from like your hobby and and you do your hobby because you love doing it it brings you joy you feel creative or it brings you inspiration you know it makes you feel good basically so then a lot of the time so that could be whether you're a service or product based business you know if you love writing and you're a copywriter or you make candles to make you feel good and then you make candles for a business then you start tying in like your what makes you fun like what makes you feel good and what what you do for fun into money and i think that's when then you it becomes like this tangled web doesn't it really and suddenly what felt good is now you've got pressure on it and like you said if you yell at it it's just gonna be like I don't know (laughs) you know it's just a thing that you do at the end of the day isn't it it's just but then you you pile so much more weight on it so I think one one tip I would have is Find something else to do <laughs> that can also bring you fun and have, be that wind down and that relaxation and get into your basically your parasympathetic nervous system. So bring in that relaxation response for you because whether that is something else that's crafty or more holistic like yoga or meditation or walking or dancing or whatever that is for you, I think you add in something like that, I think would be good. But I think, like I said as well, we tie in this need to make money from our creativity and then that almost ties into our self-worth too so it's like if we don't make money from what we from what we love to do then we're like bad you know kind of thing we make it so black and white but it's not like that it's there's always going to be high and low times in life in business and whatever it, you know we're not constantly on one level or constantly really happy or constantly really sad or we can be but you know it will fluctuate so you know and I think particularly with business like we really tie our self-worth to things like either our career our business and our romantic relationships as well like there, those are the well career or business and your relationship are those two signposts for society that you're doing well. (laughs) And, and, but no one's ever asking you, are you happy in your relationship or how much money you actually making? But we feel like we have to have it the, the best it can be. But like I said, it will, will go up and down, particularly in business too. So I think it's just kind of remembering that yes, you know we do this because we love it if it's your business or your career but it's not the whole of us as well so and I think we've kind of got to keep bringing it back to our passion as well because the more we can reconnect with the purpose and why we're doing it and have fun and ease while we're doing it then the more it will flow easier we'll feel better doing it and the more money we'll make because I've the theme in my membership of the, this month, as well, is like money mindset. And actually, a lot of the times with money, yes, there might be a certain amount of money you want to make, but actually, it's the feeling when you get that money of how you're going to feel. So it's more important to like focus on that as well. So, yeah, that was like a lot. I feel like I touched on like loads of different points there, but I just feel like it's so much like bigger than just yeah like it it is this like yeah when we're yelling our creativity to make us money but it's like so nuanced and there's so many different parts that come into that
0: really if you're loving this podcast then you'll want to sign up for the wild books mailing list each week you'll receive an email notes from the wild which contains three segments inspired by the world of books you'll receive a book quote a profile on a female author and a thought segment around something that I've been reading or listening to that week. This is the email you'll want in your inbox. A weekly dose of inspiration, ideas to think on, uplifting words and education around amazing women in the literary world. Head to wildbooks.co to subscribe today. Yeah, absolutely. And one helpful thing for people who are maybe less familiar with this idea of money mindset is to see money as an energy and Mm. that it's an energy transaction rather than it being anything else. I I don't know. What would you say about that, that idea around money being an energy? How can we use that to reframe so that in our lives we, we can feel less of that pressure around money
1: yeah no totally and this is still uh, what I'm learning as well because you know you hear like oh money's an energy it's like oh yeah money's an energy but it's like you've got to kind of feel into it and believe it as well it's like with with everything it's um and I think when you like talk about money manifestation my friend who's really not into any of this kind of stuff and she's an accountant (laughs) she's much more around like I just think it's thinking positively and it's like yeah you can just distill it as easy as that really but yeah like money being like energy we just place so much weight on it but actually you can think about this transaction of money let's just put money in inverted brackets for a second because could you be like kind of manifesting or bringing money in in different ways like the fact that maybe i'm just gonna use a personal example like i've just doing up my garden my brother's had decking left over so I've used some of that and that's probably saved me like a couple of hundred pounds do you know what I mean so that's kind of money coming towards me but not in like the same way it's like if you are like gifted anything or if people help you out with their like time or like a, a skill transfer that's kind of like could be like actually an energetic money transfer but it's not cash or money being transferred in bank accounts in the same way so I think we can bring in money in different ways and that's why maybe like looking at as more of a flow or you know if we paid for everything in beans <laughs> instead for example and there wasn't so much weight placed on that then we'd feel differently about it but we just have there's just always so much pressure put on money like I said and a lot of the times actually when I do talk with my clients about how they would talk about their business or how much money they're making I know a lot of the time they feel like most business owners I know would hate when they're asked you know if they're kind of by a stranger or a friend of a friend at a party like what they do they don't feel like they're earning enough money they just want to like push the conversation off and it's like oh it's just a small hobby and stuff whereas actually no one's ever asking you tell me how much money you're earning for your business or even if you have a career you know whether you're a plumber or a copywriter or whatever no one's ever going like how much do you get paid from that company but we equate how successful we are with how much we're getting paid or how much value there is in what we do really so I think a lot of the time people aren't asking that and it's just much more I think you know and if you were talking to someone at a party, you'd be much more interested in talking to them and seeing their passion come through <laughs> for what they do than trying to think about how much money they're making.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Elizabeth Gilbert herself talks about how she didn't have, um so she wrote three novels and was still working in her full time job before she left full-time work and she made a deal with her writing, with her creativity, that she would never expect it to provide for her, to provide for her. She would always provide for it. So if it it did happen that the work dried up and she wasn't making any royalties on the book she's already read, she wouldn't feel bad about going back to work because Mm. she wants to protect her creativity. And that made me feel a lot better. I've just recently started a book selling job at waterstones at the weekend Mm -hmm. and it's helping me take some of that money pressure off my business Mm -hmm. because I'm really focusing a lot on the long term and the value that the business gives and that's not about the quick wins and you know having that little bit of income to supplement my business allows me to pay my bills and focus on what's right for the business and what's right for my customers my listeners my subscribers and the, the you know having that really good feeling within the business because I was getting to a point a little bit where there was too much pressure um mm. to to you know provide financially and that so really
1: that, that really sums up that energy like um Money, energy, and like transfer as well, and yeah, I love what you said about Elizabeth Gilbert saying, because my big thing when I like left my job to do this, and even now, and it's what I do say to people if they are thinking of leaving their jobs, it's like you can always go back and get another job, like don't you know that doesn't mean you failed or a part time job it just means you want to take the pressure off or you tried something, there's always another job out there for you if you but if you but if you do want to go full time on your business, then go for it.
0: Yeah, totally. And that's everything I needed to hear when I left my job from you and Holly, my other coach, you know, you both said, you can always go back to work. And that was what I needed to hear to know that it was, yeah. you know, everything's, everything's possible. Definitely. Um Amazing. So, there is quite a bit in this book about this concept of done is better than good. And I know that this is an idea close to your heart. So, could you explain this concept for the listeners and tell us how you've used this mantra in your life and how it's impacted you?
1: Yeah so I really don't think I'm a perfectionist I'm really not (laughs) you know um, and I think that's a good thing because I think we can a lot of people like oh I'm perfectionist and it's like that's really gonna hold you back and nothing is ever perfect and you'll always get better and particularly uh, you know whether you're in business or if you have a job or you're raising kids or doing creativity for you do I mean you've kind of just got a get something done to a certain point and get it out there. Otherwise, you're never going to get it out there. You know, if you're like, we're just talking about your podcast and it's like, you're like, I want to go live with this many episodes. And it's just like, well, what, you know, yes, that would be great. But what also can you do? Just make it easier for yourself as well. Like, don't let that hold you back or add extra stress onto you, you know? And I think particularly, obviously I work with product-based businesses, they're creative, they're making a lot of the time and it's just, you know what yes test out a certain amount of things like prototype designs or do designs but get that feedback or get it to a certain point point. particularly with its products as well you won't know if it's like a new concept or you're just starting your new business you won't know what your customer's going to like until you've got it out there for them to like buy feedback on and all of this all of this stuff so I think for me, it's just more around. Yes, things could always be maybe be better, but get them to a good point where you feel good about them, and then then get it out into the world. Because a lot of the times, like I said, you'll always, you'll you'll be always learning and perfecting and getting better, but just don't let it hold you back from getting. You know whether that's that new product out there launching like a new marketing uh, way of marketing in your business whether it's a presentation at your work or whether it's a new activity with your child or whatever that is because just don't let it hold you back because oftentimes starting can be the hardest point and then you'll sort of stop when you're at a point where you're probably going to tip over and get it out there and because you that voice comes in so yeah, I think just always just just start and get it out there. Because I think the feedback on things is always... Or the experience of doing those things and having it out there is always so much better.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also know that this is what most big business does now right they have this idea of like the minimal viable product so say you've got a tech company and they are wanting to launch something that is completely new they're not going to spend three years developing a product so that it's perfect and then put it out into the world because three years is too long we've moved on you know something else will be out there and also as you say, you don't know what your customer is going to like, you don't know what is actually going to make a difference and what is going to help people. So get it out there and take the feedback. And know that that's what everyone is doing in, you know, across like many industries. And it's, I think, especially, when we look at such personal things so whether that's like your own small business and it represents so much of who you are or within a relationship a specific parenting technique you want to try with a child you again you feel more pressure because it's so personal but if you can just take that little step back and know that you're trying your best and that's good enough yeah. and also that I think your are if, if you allow yourself a little bit of grace, you'll probably also know when actually you're not happy with something. So I've got two examples of this. Before I started my business, I, so my first product that I made that no one ever saw that I didn't put (laughs) out into the world was I wanted to do a collection of Shakespeare candles so they were all based on the locations of different Shakespeare plays and they were in jars that I got from Wilco's and I did a design on I can't remember what it was at the time but like say Avery they're who I get my labels from now um and they came and I made the first lot of candles and I hated them. And I was like, No, it's not good enough. It's not what I want to put out into the world. Um so then I like knuckled down, worked on the concept of what was botany books is now wild books. And put my products out into the world but I knew that there was something that wasn't good enough and that 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 was a signal to keep working but then I also was able to identify okay I'm happy with this now it can go out into the world in in the same way I recorded a podcast episode the other day that I wasn't happy with because I hadn't I just didn't feel prepared enough and so I went back yesterday and I wrote out more of a more of a script had more meat in there and have re-recorded it today and I feel really good about it so Mm -hmm. I think sometimes as well it's about being able to give yourself the grace so that you can identify between when you're holding yourself back because you want it to be perfect versus when you're holding yourself back because it's not it's not good enough
1: yeah no totally totally and exactly you know especially developing a product or developing a new skill yeah. you're going to go through a learning process and like the first one won't be great but you'll know then what to do next time as well which is and then you can just refine it down and make it better too totally agree with yeah. that
0: absolutely Uh, So there's also this theme of applying neutrality to your creativity, rather than seeing your creative output as good or bad, just see it as it is. Can you talk to me a little bit about what your thoughts are around that concept as well?
1: Yeah, so... I kind of feel like I've touched on this a little bit but it's like you know there's no good or bad there's because I think it's the same thing with feelings as well and this is something I've talked to my therapist about before there's no like good or bad feelings there's just comfortable and uncomfortable ones so I think it's the same with like creativity there's no like good or bad drawing there's no you know or product in and that will like differ for everyone else you know like you know can you imagine like saying like to a four-year-old child about their drawing compared to like an artist with their drawing it doesn't ma- make one better or worse than the other um it's just where you're at at the moment or where you're at on that journey like we were just saying with the development of it right now like you know by your your Shakespeare candles at the time were probably good but then you're like no they can be better and now even now you've developed on the branding and the sense and everything and they're even better there'll be a point in a year where you'll go they're even better now or <laughs> five years time so I think it's just accepting that yeah like it's kind of like there's no good or bad there's just that development of it and what for another part of the book that sprung up for me that I felt kind of resonated with this as well is Elizabeth really talks about how fear will always be there and she talks about it about going on a road trip with your fear but you 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 sit in the driving seat and the fear will always be there but it'll be in the back seat it can't navigate it can't work out where you're going it can't touch the radio you kind of just kind of got to like learn to live with it <laughs> but you, like we were saying you always work on your mindset and your skills to get better at dealing with that and living with that but it's just a case of knowing it's there and the fear or whatever around creativity or those feelings of how good or bad it is but it's just learning how to deal with it better and like we said at the start as well is then knowing that you can look back and see how far you've come as well which is pretty magic too (laughs)
0: Absolutely. I love that. Um, So for our listeners, how do you see Elizabeth's notion of creativity applying to everyday life? So say someone doesn't see themselves as creative. What can you pull out from the book and Elizabeth's message that applies to all people in everyday life?
1: Yeah I know I love this because people are always like oh I can't dance or I can't draw or I can't write and like like we're just saying before like everyone can do all these things it's just your ability and actually (laughs) practice is like the most important thing with this like people always like you're such a good dancer it's like I've been doing it for years and I'm still not that you know I still make mistakes and go wrong but you know practice 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 or wherever it is your career, your business, products, practice is like a key thing. But what I something again that always really stands out to me in this book is with creativity and ideas and how it applies to people, is she has this notion that I the creativity and the ideas and this inspiration like kind of fly around and then they kind of like land on you <laughs> and then they might sit with you for a bit. And it's how quick you can act on those ideas and if you don't act on them quick enough the idea will get bored and fly off and go land on someone else and they'll like go and create it so it's much more around actually her notion and how we can all use this is actually just I suppose I talk about this idea of inspired action quite a lot as well so if you do get this jolt of idea inspired action something to do take action on it and maybe it won't be the right idea for you but at least you'll have tried and maybe it'll fly after someone else still or you'll take action on it but we always regret those things that we haven't done or we haven't acted on straight away or that we've sat on for so long so actually it's much more around let's let's take action on those ideas and that's going to be a bit uncomfortable because there's comfort in this discomfort of staying where we are but if we can keep just taking action on the things that light us up that's probably the best thing of the way to use our creativity
0: oh I love that and I think as well in our modern world it's really important to try and give ourselves a break from the input of information in order that we can be open to hear those ideas when they are Mm, trying to attach to us Um, so I I think like if you if you as a a listener can have a think about where you get your best ideas from it's probably not when you're scrolling on your phone or watching the tv it's those moments where like just before you go to sleep because Mm -hmm. there's no noise when you're out for a walk without headphones like I know that that's probably not not a popular thing for t- people to do but you know having a proper break and listening having the to silence because we've silence. been talking
1: about this haven't we having that silence yeah. that those ideas come through
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and um you know in the shower not listening to anything in the shower that's when your ideas pop up so we do need to give ourselves little pockets of quiet and space to let our brains kind of catch up and for any ideas that are wanting to come through to us to to get through because we fill our fill our ears and our minds with so so much input screens noise mm. all of that so yeah just have a think about the times and spaces where you're giving your giving your mind an opportunity to hear you know yeah So I know things might feel a little scary out there in the world right now, and we might not be able to be jet-setting across the world on summer holidays like I'm sure we'd all love to. So I've got a little treat for you. I have created the Wild Books Summer Travels Trail, for the next 2 weeks you can treat yourself to different wild books products every day with a different discount which will help you to get into the mood of summer exploration and escapism so check out my website and instagram to see what today's deal is this is a very limited time only the deals are only going to be available for 2 3 days at a time and Get in the mood for summer. We do not have to travel to enjoy escapism right now. Come over to Wild Books and let's have a little bit of summer joy and fun.
1: We can't compute the amount of information we get through now. (laughs) It's just such a huge amount of information. And yeah, like I totally agree with all of that. And this is why, like, I created the membership. And actually, the one of the most important, most popular parts of that is the embodied movement and like i will pick songs and i'll talk through maybe how to move to it or what words to listen to and that is just because you are literally just like listening or moving your body and you know it's just so powerful but and like you said failure as well like the walks the showers the um the baking the cooking when we're doing those things we allow those ideas to come in for sure and um and and i think it's just how to capture them as well for me it's like just writing them down and note as a note on your phone or on a note in a notebook but and then that's how you can capture it to then make if you can't if you're just falling asleep then you can make
0: yeah yeah
1: on it another time
0: (laughs) yeah no totally um and i was listening to someone talk the other day about being a woman in relation to this as well and the fact that our bodies are made for flow and for like Mm. a, a peak and troughs and like in constant movement because of you know our cycles like it's a very cyclical existence as a woman and we don't give ourselves the space for that um but I think you know with the embodied movement the dancing like I just haven't done that in years and it feels so good to move and I think especially as a woman you're really tapping into you know your inner self in that and that's it's so powerful more so than you could possibly know
1: yeah so I mean just to touch on that with like bringing in like my yoga teacher training so yeah we're more in flow because we have periods they are very connected to like the lunar energy the feminine energy is much more around the lunar energy as well and I think as well we uh, that was Sahara Rose who um is a kind of uh, she's Ayurveda and does a lot of embodied movement as well she talks about how actually a lot of the big mindset gurus who are men <laughs> and they talk all about this period of sitting in silence and clearing the mind and that's a big part of the yoga sutras as well but uh by um uh Panj- oh, okay, okay, Panjali, but i said the name wrong but actually as women like you said we've got this flow in our body constantly and it's actually much more around especially with us like connecting with like our hips because that's where like our womb energy is and stuff like that. And like circle emotions are much more how we're going to clear the mind instead of sitting in silence. So, but a lot of the big mindset people are men and actually you've really got to notice that and then actually tune into your own energy as well. we've got to tap into the divine masculine and feminine, but actually tapping into our divine feminine, I think is super powerful because well yeah the patriarchy it's a very <laughs> male orientated world it's, you know even just the way they test drugs on men and don't take into consider women a lot of the time I don't know if that's changed now but that was a big thing so yeah it's um that's just a huge topic <laughs> that we could talk about for sure as well
0: yeah we'll yeah. have to get you back on the podcast in the future <laughs> and focus more on that because it's super interesting yeah um amazing so do, are there any other standout messages from the book that you would like to share with the listeners today
1: yeah, so when I actually reopened this book recently, when I was like, I want to talk about this, and um, I got it here, but uh, the, I was literally I had it on page 112 with because I've got the hardback and it was on. And what was and what this was all about, which is kind of what I needed to hear right now as well, because I talk a lot about showing up and asking for the sale at the moment with my clients and just on general. And I know I've been guilty of not doing this as much as I need to be as well at the moment. And this part of this book was all about. How you've got to show up and advocate for yourself because no one else is going to do that for you. And there was um a quote here as well that um I'll just read out that says she said, I knew that nobody was ever going to knock on my por- apartment door and say, We understand that a very talented, unpublished young writer lives here and we'd like to help her advance her career, we would like to help her advance her career. You know, then she wrote, No, I would have to announce myself. So I did announce myself repeatedly so again whether that's in your business showing up and like promoting yourself in your career showing up and like getting that promotion in your relationship with your partner with your family to show up and get what you want and get your needs met you've got to kind of show up and you know advance yourself advocate for yourself be your own biggest cheerleader yes have that support around you but you've really got to do that and I think that's a big message for people right now and like I said it's what I need to hear as well <laughs> so you know, you know not just like me putting that out there it's like we all need to hear this at times
0: <laughs> oh I love that I love that that's an amazing aspect to finish on so we're just going to do a quick fire question round to wrap up a little bit of fun at the end here um so I've got seven questions here we go what is your favorite book of all time
1: I always say the shadow of the the shadow of the wind by Carlos Rue Saffron. I just absolutely love this book. It's set in Barcelona about this book that that, that being destroyed and it's just uh, mythical and magical and mysterious.
0: <laughs> Incredible. I've not heard of that one. Um, Just so you know, I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to go and find any of these books, then you can. Um, If you were a character from any book, who would you be?
1: I found this hard and also all my answers to these questions are going to be really random. (laughs) I mean, it just shows how my mind works. But uh, I always used to read Chick Lit when I was younger and I used to love the Confessions of a Shopaholic series. So I've said Rebecca Bloomwood by um, and the books by Sophie Sophie, uh, Kinsella as well. But Rebecca bloomwood she's a serial shopaholic and then she founds like, what she wants to do but she's kind of like all over the place but kind of really focused so i'm gonna
0: say her <laughs> incredible love that um if you were to write a book right now what would it be
1: so like i said at the beginning how creativity business and mindset all interlink and how to bring a more holistic approach to these in business
0: <laughs> i would love to see that one day <laughs>
1: maybe um, one day
0: yeah maybe one day yeah <laughs> Put it um, out there to but out there's a universe <laughs> <laughs> if you had to sum up your reading taste in three authors who would they be
1: again this is really <laughs> wide-ranging but Ken Follett I love his like trilogy of massive books so all about history and multiple characters set years ago Jen Caro, who wrote the like I'm a badass and I'm a badass at making money I love her hilarious and direct and unique take on business and then Gregory David Roberts who wrote Shantaram because I just love books about India which is why then when I went there in 2020 I just absolutely loved it and there's another book called White Tiger as well but I love reading books about India so yeah
0: those authors <laughs> amazing Uh, Now, what is your favourite way to read? Audiobook, paper book, ebook?
1: Paper book, then sometimes audio. I've still got so many uh, audible books I haven't listened to, but I need to be in the right headspace for that, but definitely paper.
0: Amazing. Um, So one of the things that listeners will struggle with the most is how to get back into reading when they're in a reading slump. What would be your top tip for getting out of a slump?
1: Mm, the thing I do is reading a few pages before I'm in bed like literally let down and I'll normally like fall asleep while I'm doing it so and then even if you just read one page you've read one page
0: Mm. yes absolutely love that Um, and finally what are you reading right now and how are you finding it
1: So there's kind of two books that i had been reading, one I've just finished called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I absolutely loved and that came from um, Bookish Bakes subscription by Amanda, who we both know, and and then from that subscription as well, I've also been reading Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, but um, it's a little bit scary at times, so (laughs) yeah, so I keep reading it and not reading it, but it's really good.
0: Amazing, I'm keen to read that one, it's on my list. Um, but I didn't realize it was scary. I'm
1: just a big wimp, so (laughs) but yeah, that's why I'm kind of like keep putting off reading it. But um, I I have been enjoying it
0: (laughs) amazing. Oh, thank you so much, Joanne. This has been wonderful, so good to talk. And you've got so many amazing insights into life and the world. And I've really enjoyed talking about this book with you. Um, so thank you so much where can people find you if they want to see more about you work with you or listen to you oh, thanks so
1: yeah thanks so much for having me i just love this conversation and all the tangents um because it's just what i love talking about yeah so you can find me online i at creative flow collective on instagram pinterest those are like my main two really I've got TikTok that I want to start up a bit more as well. My website's creativeflowcollective.com. I have got a podcast, which isn't really live at the moment, called The Creative Flow Podcast. And yeah, and if people want to work with me, I work with people six months with one-to-one retail mentoring, which I absolutely love. And I get really involved in your business um, and really help. And I love that support and accountability that I have with my clients i i'm running workshops so i've got um a self-confidence workshop at the moment but i'll be doing more like one-off workshops and i've got the collective membership as well which is a monthly membership using yoga embodied movement meditation breath work sharing circles which is kind of like a big q a slash therapy for people as well and journal prompts
0: in there too so yeah that's me yeah it's amazing come and join (laughs) um thank you so much i will pop all of that in the show notes as well so that people can find you really easily um but yeah thank you so much and thanks everyone for listening hope you've enjoyed this episode come and have a chat with me over at wild books co on instagram about how you found this episode thanks bye (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Wild Books podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help more people to find the show by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform. And I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review and be sure to tell your friends. Make sure you're following Wild Books on Instagram and TikTok at wildbooksco and sign up to join the mailing list at wildbooks.co to receive more exclusive Wild Books content. Keep reading and stay open. See you next week. If you're loving this podcast then you'll want to sign up for the wild books mailing list each week you'll receive an email notes from the wild which contains three segments inspired by the world of books you'll receive a book quote a profile on a female author and a thought segment around something that i've been reading or listening to that week this is the email you'll want in your inbox a weekly dose of inspiration ideas to think on uplifting words and education around amazing women in the literary world Head to wildbooks.co to subscribe today.